Spread number love all over the globe. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King. And we have a special guest joining us on the show today. This is definitely a special one right here. I'm talking about the one and only electric violinist, the one and only Joy Black. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today and spend some time with us. Um, I'm talking about um, the emails been going crazy. Everybody's been very, very excited about you coming on. I'm super excited about you coming on. I mean, you're really, really a special talent. So thank you again so much for me and the Vibe team. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this interview. So, um, let's let's start off. How how's your day was today? Good, good. Everything's good. Just been working on music and covers and videos and performances and the usual. How's your day going? Going great, going great. I mean, you have um, you've really been real, real busy out here. You've been really getting it in, and um, I'm just excited to even get this interview, but just to tap into your world a little bit to find out just how all of this amazingness started so what i want to do is um i want to i want to kind of give the listeners a little bit of a uh, background on you um you, you are you originally from atlanta yes i am wow okay so that that the mecca surrounded by um so many different influences surrounded by music um that's amazing so let let's go back to the beginning before all of this amazing stuff was happening. What was um Joy Black doing before you actually um picked up a violin because I know this kind of started uh somewhere around like the 8th grade. So like did right. you take did you take like um music classes or um band or anything like that in the beginning while while going through school? Well, I was in chorus most of my school life. Um, but I love I love the violin way more than anything. As soon as I that's the violin that's the only thing that I wanted to even do. Wow. So um did anybody else like in the family possibly play an instrument? That that could have also um, influenced that. Um, my dad sings. My brother he plays the drums and the keyboard. I have an uncle that plays the guitar. But you know me, I'm I'm the only violinist in the family. So you know it's just inspired for dream to be a violinist. So I became a violinist from that. Wow, you know you know what's so crazy is like. Um, and I guess what was it always like the vision to to intertwine like the hip hop with classical music, or that's something that that that's kind of like your idea and something that you wanted to incorporate into um on your musical journey. Well, I first off, I love listening to hip hop music. I love listening listening to classical music, and I'm classically trained. I was taught, you know 
Beethoven and Vivaldi and all these classical composers and stuff. So I had no choice but to, you know, incorporate that into hip-hop music and R&B or any other genre of pop that I'd like to incorporate that into and make it something new. It gives the listener a new, a whole new approach. Like, I'll play to um, a beat, and I'll, I'll create a whole new vibe of what people haven't even, you know, thought of it being. Right. You know, just um, watching some of your some of your videos and stuff like that, I just thought that it was just the way that you play. It's just amazing how you can take any song and transform it into something far more amazing than what it already was. Like, I just think that, it, is, is it by ear with you? Uh, it depends. It depends on, um, on the beat, really. Um, our process is, uh, if, I, if it's a popular song or if it's a song that I really like, I'll just have the beat just by itself just playing, just like looped like over and over and over again. Then I'll just uh, play anything to it randomly, and I'll have a recording. I have my, uh, a studio in my room. I have a little recording set up, and I, I record to that, and then um, I, I cut out the parts that really sound really nice, and then I add in parts, you know, to fill it in and make it all sound like a complete song. Wow. So, like, when... when when you first when you first started playing did did you like did you like foresee it going to this magnitude and this level with it though um not really but i just i just kept doing it because it was something i love to do regardless like regardless right. if i make it or not i'm still going to keep going you know i always had that mindset and then, but you know as i kept going it kept growing because it's not really a lot of black female violinists, a lot of black violinists in general. So when people see it, it's like something new to them anyway. So, you know, people support, people share, people come out to shows and that, you know, that helps a lot as well. Right. When, when you first, um, first really seen how people was actually like gravitating to, cause like social media, um, kind of help a lot in a way too but you've you've been on like an amazing ride you you have really done some big big things like being on on this ride that you on like like what what does that feel like to actually see like the reaction when people actually like show you so much love and actually gravitate to your creations most of the time, it doesn't really hit me until afterwards. Like, say if I have a big show or something, and then, like, most of the, when I'm at a show, like, I'm in a daze. Like, I'm just not, I'm not all the way there. I'm, I'm not really talking to anybody. I'm just, like, so into the music before it even starts. So afterwards, people, you know, talk to me. It's more like a, a blur. <laughs> yeah. feeling until, like, when I wake up the next day, it's like, whoa, that really happened? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow, yeah, because, like, I, um... I love looking at your videos, like your your clips of Thank all you. of your work, and but it it just amazes me, like how it, it it that is true. It's like you be you be in another world, like you be zoned so zoned out and so intertwined with the music, like you be in okay. music world, totally uh, totally not even here, just all the way in a zone, really zoning and becoming one with the music. I think that is just absolutely amazing. 
you you said that um like who's one of your biggest um inspirations uh Vanessa May she's one of the top one of my top she's, a, she's an electric violinist plays an uh, electric violin she incorporates classical music with pop music and EDM music and uh when I saw her doing that she would have her own shows and uh she's she's a she's from uh she's she's a British violinist so she's uh overseas and and things like that and she was a, a huge violinist and I saw you know old violin old videos of her inspired me to uh you know branch out on my own and not be in the orchestra and just be solo and she would just pack stages and uh, theaters and all that kind of stuff she'll have bands and dancers and that's something I want to do but with hip hop music and, and R&B music right right that's that's what I think that kind of um that's going to be kind of like the the difference with um what you're doing and like different songs that I've seen you cover just like <laughs> the way you 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 transformed them I'm just like yo this <laughs> girl is amazing definitely so like um some of the some of the things that that um is is it any any special little tricks or anything that that you could do on the violin that um you've kind of learned on your own and and, and that you've incorporated into your style um because it looks hard what you do yeah the, the violin is considered the world's hardest instrument and there's so many different styles of playing and stuff but it'll, it'll be hard for me to say oh i invented this technique or this this way of playing, you know, it's, it's so it's so many so much things that already have been done, you know. So I, I don't really think that I've invented a certain technique or style or you know, but I have you know picked up. I learned how to you know play to hip hop music and stuff to make it not sound like it's too much or it's not enough or you know sometimes the violin is a very overpowering instrument. Right. And it's really easy to take that and, and overdo things. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like that, that right there, you you never really overdo it. It's like you make it sound like it, it's something extra added on, like an extra bonus added on to mm -hmm. you know something that we already enjoy. But to hear it covered, you know, by a violinist, it's just like, yo, this is crazy the way that you you play and 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 you you cover so many different songs that we already love mm -hmm. what's what's like what's like one of the um with everything that you've been on on your journey um one of one of the biggest experiences um that's most memorable to you um one of the most biggest experiences was when um i was I was uh, I was given the opportunity by SS Magazine and Ford, Ford Motor Company. They reached out to me for this uh, collaboration event they were doing. Right. They had me play um, for uh, this event called My City Four Ways. It's a tour that they have in different cities, one in New York, one in Atlanta, and I think uh, I forget the other states, but I know in Atlanta they uh, they featured me, and I was the only uh, musician to represent Atlanta, and I was on the panel to speak on. Um, the benefits of being in Atlanta as a musician. I met um, MC Light backstage. I, I, uh, wow. 
you know, I, I came across uh, Monica Brown, like, and I was the only, you know, independent violinist there. And uh, I did, uh, I got an opportunity to do a commercial with Ford and, you know, just, just, just being there in general just made me feel like, wow, they could have picked any violinist, any artist in general, but they, they picked me, you know. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, like, you know, it's like, why not you? You, you're incredible. Joy, you are, you are really like an amazing player like so i mean and i understand what you're saying because i mean you know you do feel like that but on the outside looking in i'm like why not pick you mm -hmm. you're just that amazing a lot of times i, I underestimate, uh, underestimate myself like you know like i know that i'm not the best violinist in the world or you know but you know people will hear me even if i you know like, oh, this is the best thing I've heard in my entire life. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's what I'm saying. Like that that's how you make people feel from um the the different experiences that that you experience when you're performing um in front of people. You know, I, I think that, you know, what with you, like how, how do you how do you create the 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 ultimate experience for for the listeners? Um, well, one of my favorite uh, performance techniques is when, you know, a lot of people, they haven't seen a violin perform. They haven't seen, you know, what I do or uh, unless, you know, they came out from me inviting them or whatever. But most of the time uh, when people see me for the first time, they're like, oh, she's going to play classical music. She's going to relax us. She's going to, you know, when they see me come out with a violin. And then when the beat comes on, they're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's that surprise effect that they always get. And it's like. <laughs> it's, it's funny every single time because you know they expect one thing and I you know just take it to a whole another different kind of level. Right. How, how do you how do you maintain like being able to dance and play at the same time? Is that something that you've mastered over time? Uh, it, that's it's something it's something that's really really hard to do because you have to have a certain posture to play. You gotta, you gotta have a certain you know. You had a certain notes require certain things, certain movements anyway. So, you know, I I just have to practice beforehand before I just, you know, do anything on stage to make sure that I'm not moving the wrong way. They'll make me do play a wrong note or whatever because, you know, I'll, I'll actually probably hit a wrong, the wrong string or, or slip and my fingers will slip and play the wrong note because the violin, it's not like a, a guitar. It's, um, it's a fretless instrument. Right. So, uh, meaning like um, every time I play a note, I, I um, it's, it's off of memory. It's not off of um, it's not off of oh I feel that this right here like a piano where I can look at it and it's like you know it's the note it's in the correct it's the correct note every single time. But the violin is you know it's just it's a string instrument. It's like I, I'm guessing every time I'm hitting a note, so I have to use my ear quick enough to get my fingers in tune, so other people won't notice. Kind of a thing. Wow. So that's, that's, are you serious? So you so you you basically kind of just play by 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 feeling and ear, right? Wow. And it, have you ever had an experience where you um, played the wrong note? Because I mean, we wouldn't know. But have you ever have you ever been in a, in of a course, of <laughs> really? Course, of course. I I even in, even if I mess up. The next note will always be better than the last note. That's what, you know, I can't stop myself from messing up, you know. Like, 
I'm not a robot, you know, I'm a human being, I mess up too, so I practice as much as I can, but, you know, sometimes technical difficulties happen, maybe somebody may be recording and then their flash will be on and hit my eye in the wrong spot and it throws my, you know, focus off a little bit or, you know, right. things like that that just make, a, make me play the wrong note. Right. What, what, um, what, what are some of the, um, some of the, the, the artists in, um, in the entertainment business that, that you have worked with or would love to work with? Um, I haven't done many collaborations with artists, but I have worked with bigger producers, but, uh, I would love, since Beyonce features a lot of, a lot of black female, uh, instrumentalists, I love to, you know, go on tour with Beyonce, I love to go on tour with, um, Rihanna, you know, all of the bigger artists, uh, female artists, I love working with, you know, women in the industry, because there's not a lot of women in the industry, so, you know, just being able to share a platform with them is, is, one the, is something that I love to do. Right, yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And 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 the ultimate vision, like like where 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 do you want to take this to? How far you you? I know you want to go as far as you could go, but like, what's Joy Black's vision of your brand and and where you 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 envision it going? Well, um, with having my own shows, I haven't really had my own shows. It's just mostly you know other people's events and stuff, but. When I have my own shows, I do motivational speaking as well. So I I want to incorporate that, you know, in in between playing. So, you know, I want the audience not only listen to good music and enjoy themselves. I want them to like be motivated and feel better than before they enter the room, kind of a thing. And that, that's the goal to make people feel good, right? And feel inspired. Do you do you do any? Um... Do you hold like any classes for maybe younger, um, inspiring violinists that that you know maybe inspiring to play? Do you hold any classes or or plan to um, have any classes for younger youth? Um, maybe in the future. You know, sometimes you know I do. Uh, if a kid approaches me during the show, I may tell them a little thing, but a few things, but not really. Not really. It's, it's not something that I, I like to do. Like, teaching is not really my thing. Right. You know, it's just, it, it's really, the violin is the world's hardest instrument. So it's, it's very, it's very time consuming to really sit down and teach somebody how to play the violin. But, you know, maybe, you know, later in life when, you know, that I've done everything that I wanted to do and just settling down, maybe, you know, teach people, you know, a little bit of what I do and teach them how to, not only, um, how to play the violin, but how to actually perform as a solo violinist, how to dance with it, how to be a good entertainer as a violinist. It's not a lot of, uh, there's, there's really any of that teaching going around. So that's something that I love to do because that's something that I, that I learned on my own. Right. Yeah. I, I think that, that, I think that'll be dope. I really think that'll be dope. You know, another thing that was kind of striking to me too was, um, your style, like your, your style. Do you, do you incorporate like, your own style or do you have like um some help as far as someone basically helping you with outfits or whatever because your your outfits and, and different things that you wear are beautiful 
do you Thank make you do you so make much. those selections on your own and do you have a certain type of way that you're going with your style as far as incorporating it into your brand or you kind of just organically go with it yeah i just go with it for the moment um sometimes i style myself sometimes somebody else styles me uh, it really depends on what i'm playing if i'm playing hip-hop music i'll dress more of like a hip-hop artist I'm, if i'm playing r&b music I'll, I'll probably wear more of a classy wear a classy look it depends on the venue like it's just more of a you know, really nice venues, and I wear, you know, really nice, pretty gown or whatever. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen you in some um, some amazing pieces, and I'm talking about uh, photo shoots are amazing, too. Just great, great, um, great pictures. Now, I, I wanted to ask you about that, um, the white violin, the particular violin that oh, you the have. Oh, That piece. Um where did where did you collect that piece from? It's beautiful. Oh, I just got I just got that off of Amazon. I just bedazzled it like crazy and made it my own thing. Oh, okay. So you, you can just buy them online, and I and I uh, bedazzled it. People are like, oh, where did you buy it from? You know, but you know, they they think it's custom, but I just you know turned it and made it my own thing because when I'm on stage and the lights and stuff are hitting it, like it looks really pretty. When, it's, uh, when the lights are hitting the uh, bedazzled pieces. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. You, you're creating timeless pieces. You know that piece is going to be um, a piece of history. I know. That's, that's, that's what I always keep in my head. Like, I just picture in the future of having my own place, like, uh, different violin, different violins. Oh, this year I played, that, this, this is the violin I played at the Grammys. <laughs> this the violin I played at this award. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely gonna happen. I, I could tell you right now, like you're definitely in um on a path of ultimate greatness. You're really a special talent. And um, like I say, your future is really, really bright. I I, I can just I, I see it. I can just see it. With Thank um you so much. You're welcome. With with growing up in um Atlanta and the way that the the scene is there as far as um it being one of the entertainment meccas um how have the experience been for you as far as the love that you receive from home and you've also been a few places as well and how's the love um outside of home well it's a blessing to be here in atlanta because like if i say for instance if i if i were to go out in super form or you know play uh, like downtown and play a couple of popular songs and I'll probably get all my business cards, you know, taken and like people like, oh, are you going to play at my wedding? you going to play at my event? Blah, blah, blah. Now people are very supportive of the arts and the music and um, and in the music industry, everyone knows everyone and, you know, they're, people are willing to collaborate if, you know, if you have something to offer to bring to the table and, and it's always, you know, other good, talented musicians out here too that that are so amazing, and but but it's, it's not really many violinists that do what I do out here. So that's that's why I really benefited being out here and um, being visiting other states. I went. I remember I went to Virginia. Um, I I was featured in uh, Bush Gardens for about three four months, and I dealt with a lot of racism there because you know it's really? not done a lot of. Um, 
it's not a lot of ethnic people there. It's not a lot of black people there. So, like, um, I remember playing on stage at Bush Gardens. There'll be hundreds of people in the crowd. And I can just tell, like, some people looking at me like, you know, giving me that look. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I had to, you know, that's something I had to deal with, how to be confident in my own skin. And that, I, I didn't really deal with any racism in Atlanta because, you know, Atlanta is so diverse. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's that for, you know, if you just go out further further um, out outward from the city to get, you know, less diverse. But in Virginia, that's something I had to get used to. And that's something that I'm, I'm grateful for experiencing because, you know, I, I'd rather know what it's like. So then when I experience it again, I know how to deal with it mentally. Wow. that You know, that that is, um, that is that's very sad to hear, but that is so true, you know, and it, it definitely... Um, give you the vision to be able to see, you know, that it, it does still exist and um, you still persevere through it. And you and you know that, you know, some places in different places that you go, you know, things are not accepted or whatever, you know, and, and it's OK. It's okay because we still gonna keep on pushing. You know what I mean? Right. I still performed. I still uh, did every show that I need to do out there and did my best. No matter, no matter what. Right. So, with with your with your brand, because like I've I've been um, ever since I've been exposed to you, I've been digging and keeping up with you and and everything that you have going on, and like I see I I see like have these visions of of your brand, like have you have you ever um, considered um merchandise for like your um to be incorporated in your brand because like i could see that definitely yeah i could see i, I definitely see uh, want to have my own brand of electric violence as well <laughs> you know just have my own you know, actual products and even you know natural hair is my uh it's like my signature look the afro and everything so i want to have my own hair products and yeah you know, just, just build up the uh, things like that too now you know what it's funny that you say that because i was about to ask you about the hair <laughs> the hair the hair is definitely the bomb and i wanted to ask you was like was has it always um been that or you was like yo you know what this is I, i'm i'm going with this look right here this is what i want and this is how i'm, I'm gonna brand it that's what i want to ask you about the hair let's let's talk <laughs> about the natural look a little bit well um First, first off, um, I grew up being bullied about, you know, everything about myself. How really? I, how I dressed and, you know, my parents weren't able to afford me uh, really nice, you know, Nikes and Adidas and anything that was popular. So, you know, I had to work with what I had. Right. So, um, I, I uh, you know, girls would take on me like, oh, you're nappy-headed, blah, blah, blah. So I wore weave and had perms and stuff to cover up my hair and try to fit in to be accepted. But um, when I wanted to branch out as a violinist, I, I just wanted to be, I was tired of impressing everybody else, so I just wanted to be me. So I just um, did the big chop, cut my hair off, started all over, grew it out natural, and um, I just wanted to just be myself, basically. Right. So you decided to um, to go with, with the natural look. And mm -hmm. you know what, to be honest with you, it, it's it's very becoming. Thank you. I love it. I love it. And, Thank you and, so much. And and I want other, you know, little black girls and you know any any race to to see that you know you don't have to change yourself 
to be accepted. You know, you can, you're fine just the way you're born. Right. And, and you can still be successful no matter what. As long as you got a talent and work hard, then it's yours. Absolutely. And I I heard you mention something about um, being a motivational speaker as well. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, well, since I was bullied in school, physically, ver- verbally, and um, cyber throughout most of my school life, uh, high school graduation was the best day of my life. I always tell people because, like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm never going to um, experience this again. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to do, be, be whatever I want to be. But at the same time, I had that uh, feeling of, like, um, wow, people are still going to go through this, and, you know, people are still, kids are going to still, you know, get bullied and all that kind of stuff. My mission, so I I, I swore to myself, you know, on graduation day that I'm going to work towards, I I used to say that I was going to end bullying, but that's not going to happen. But what I want to do is to motivate, you know, kids to be confident within themselves and and their talents and, and fighting their talents. And that's something that I've dedicated myself to do. So I do a lot of charity work. I do a lot of, uh, I, I talk to uh, groups, boys and girls, little boys and girls, and uh, and talk about my story and, and, and what I've, I've done this and done that. And this, this is what I've been through and this is what I do now. And I wouldn't, able to be, I wouldn't be able to be here if I didn't, you know, go through those things. And they can do the same thing and do even, even better. Right. You know, with, um, can I get like from your perspective and from you going through the experience of being bullied, why do you, from, from your, from your, um, perspective, why, why do you think that, that people bully other people? Um, for dominance, really, it's just to, um, just to make them, make themselves seem like they're over other people. So like. Say, for instance, somebody bullies somebody, somebody hits somebody, then the next person that's witnessing is going to be like, oh, I'm not going to mess with this person because, you know, I don't want that to happen to me. So it, it just becomes more of a dominant thing or, like, um, people will, will take their insecurities out on you. Like, if you're, if you're like me, like, I'm not, for a black girl, you know, they say, they say like, oh, black black women have to be thick and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not thick, so... You know, people like people will be like, oh, um, real women are thick, real women are this and that, and so like people, will, uh, kids will be like, oh, you know, body shaming you and and things like that. So and that's it's, that's something that's really tough as well. Wow, and throughout throughout those um, experiences or whatever, um, which that's very that's very sad to hear, um, but throughout those experiences did you also ch- kind of um well you know give us some of the ways that you channeled that energy into um your music yeah that was the the violin was one of the only ways that i made it out because uh i was very depressed i i dealt with i dealt with a lot of anxiety and i'm still deal, dealing with getting rid of those insecurities that i had i'm 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 pretty I'm I'm gonna say that I'm probably like ninety five percent there mentally mm-hmm. getting over getting over with everything that I've been through because right. you know uh, when I was uh, um, when I did graduate I still had those 
insecurities in my head, like going to networking events and stuff, like, oh, like picturing myself in, in the lunchroom being, being by myself, comparing that to being at networking events, like, oh, you know, this is, uh, they may not want to talk to me, they may not want to work with me, they, they may not be interested in what I have to offer, and it's, but then, like, when I learned to actually talk to people and learn to uh, be my true self, you know, it's like, wow, people really want to work with me, people really want to support and all that kind of stuff, so, you know, that's something that's helped me along my journey and, you know, finding myself as well. Wow. You know, and, and um, that's, it's a lot of people that that suffer with that. And it's good that you're 95% um, there, 95% stronger. Um, did, did you did you channel all of this on your own, or did you ha have to actually um, speak with a counselor or go through um, mental counseling or, or things of that nature? Everything was just, you know, totally just just the violin. I was just... Uh, and I learned how to meditate after, you know, um, after high school and, and, and figuring out, you know, you know, finding the answers within myself because most of the times when I grew up, there were, there were just memories and stuff that I just tuck away and, you know, I, and I had to bring all those back up and deal with them with a, with a higher perspective of uh, gratitude. Right. With with you know and 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 it's it's funny that you say that because it's like going from being um bullied and being at the level of achievement that you're on right now how did you manage with with going through those experiences manage to have enough courage to be able to with being in, in the field that you're in, being an entertainer, um, to perform in front of thousands of people? Mm -hmm. Well, um, when I was in school, like I said earlier, um, my parents, they couldn't afford the best clothes for me. So I, I came up with the idea of to street reform in, uh, in Atlanta downtown, Decatur Square, and um, I would make money uh, on the weekends. I did it on the weekends, and I'd take that and uh, buy clothes whenever I could. And when I performed, you know, it, it was just for the purpose of just just to um, buy money for clothes, not to get discovered, not anything like that. Right. But uh, as I was uh, performing and stuff, um, street performing and stuff, people would come up to me like, wow, you should be performing in these three theaters. Wow, you should be on TV. Wow, you should be, you know, just giving me all these, uh, just saying all these things that I'm not even thinking of at the moment. I'm just trying to, <laughs> right, you know, right. You try to, you try to get this money. So, so that just gave me <laughs> the, the inspiration to do it on a bigger level, and I started doing uh, posting videos on social media of me um, doing complaining covers and everything. My page, my Instagram, and, and everything just grew and grew and grew over the years, and and, and that's how I got most of my opportunities from online. Wow, you know, like. I wouldn't have never thought that you went through those experiences by your smile. You're always smiling. You're always happy. And that alone is major motivation for anybody that's going through any type of um, 
bullying or any type of mental uh, suffering, I just think that that's so inspiring because when I look at your pictures and I look at your video, you always seem so happy and full of life. Yeah, because I am, because I, I, you know, no longer, you know, living to impress other people, just really just just doing doing whatever I feel and, and sharing my talent with the world is, is one of the things that I love to do, you know, and it, it shows. Like, if I, you know, sometimes, you know, it would, it would, it would, um, it, it would seem, you know, it's kind of like work when I, you know, try to operate off a schedule, like, oh, I need to, you know, put this amount of videos this week and, you know, do all that, and, and it kind of gets stressful, stressful sometimes, but I just do, you know, whatever my heart feels. If I feel like recording a video, then I'm going to do it. If I, if I don't, then I'm going to relax, I'm going to practice, you know, just, just so I don't burn out. Because a lot of creators, they burn out, you know, always trying to put out content, excessively competing with other people, and, you know, always trying to be the best, and always trying to get that viral video or things like that. I've never had a viral video, but I've still got a lot of opportunities and a lot of, uh, and, and been, like, work with a lot of, you know, big producers and stuff, so that's helped me a lot. So I've, I used to always stress myself out about not having, you know, 30,000 views, 50,000 views, a million followers, you know, just things like that. Right, right. It's something that would stress me out. But, you know, just just being able to pre to appreciate right now and, and, and where my videos are and the people I'm reaching right now is something that I had to learn to be satisfied with. Wow. You know, with with you with you saying that, it's it's funny that you say that because um, a lot of people do do burn out, you know, because they 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 feel like they they have to compete with everybody that's putting content up or trying to reach those certain numbers or like you say, trying to have those viral videos, and sometimes you could kind of like derail off of the quality of what you're trying to do because you're you're so focused on you know keeping up with what everybody else is doing. And I think that that's that's pretty dope that you you detach sometimes like that and and you kind of just let it organically flow. Mm-hmm. When you're putting out content cuz all of your videos are um incredible when you put it out and I was about to ask you um is it something planned or or is it more just you know a feeling like you know what uh man i'm I'm feeling it today i'm gonna do a video today oh yeah uh it's more of like say for instance if i hear a song on the radio or, or something like that it's like oh you know it, it, it makes me so inspired so every time you see a video it's like it's not like forced it's not because you can tell when content is forced content is you know uh something that people just try to uh, do to make get numbers off of and it's not i'd rather have quality over you know just a, a bunch of content you know so that that's something that that, that that's helped me along my journey is to always do play what I love to play instead of always taking requests like sometimes I do take take requests like you know what do you guys think I should play today you know if I feel like playing that song then I'm gonna do it you know if not you know then I won't but if it's something that I really love to do you know it's gonna show if it's you know it's something that I don't want to play then it's gonna look like I don't want to play it so right has any um has any anybody reached out to you in your DMs as far as trying to um do any work with you as far as as far as artists um online and things of that nature? Um, not not many artists, but more so producers. 
kind of thing. Um, I really do want to work with more, branch out and collaborate more. I really have any collaboration videos. I have uh, collaborations with DJs. I have collaborations with uh, dancers and, and things like that. But not really not really artists. That's something that I really want to get into. But, you know, the thing is about collaborating with uh, hip-hop artists and stuff, I don't want, you know, anybody to rap about, you know, drugs and, you know, uh talking negative towards women or, you know, right. things like that. It's something like, like, all my videos, like, if I'm playing a, a hip-hop song or whatever, it's, it's, you know, uh, the content is, you know, age-appropriate and stuff. So I don't, a lot of times I don't, uh, I got to be careful of, of what I'm doing because I need, I, cause my goal is to inspire kids, you know, and adults as well. So I want my platform to be something that is good for all ages. And I want to work with people that are, you know, are good with that as well. Right. With that being said, um, any any hip hop artists that that you are um, fans of that you would like to work with, possibly. Um, I'm sure Jake Cole. I know. I, I love to work with like Chance the Rapper or like Kendrick or you know um, Drake. Uh, J. Cole. Artists that, that are really out here, you know, doing good things. Right. Right. I, I definitely, I, you know, I can definitely see a J. Cole collaboration with you. Yeah, and he, and he does work with, you know, string instrumentalists and stuff. I just got to figure out that connection just to get in there. We're going to have to try to figure out that connection, Joy. We, we got we to gotta make that connection happen. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, we, we definitely got to make that happen. And, um... Let's give uh let's let's give some shout outs to um anybody that you would like to give a shout out to, family, friends, um fans. Let's give a shout out to them. Oh yeah, first I like to give a shout out to all my supporters that, you know, re repost my videos, that uh, always comment and like and share because without you know it always takes that one person, you know, to always get me before an event, you know, give me, you know, uh, opportunities. See, I'm on this uh, this podcast, so you must have saw my video from uh, somebody. So Absolutely. <laughs> I got that opportunity, this opportunity. And uh, my family always supporting me, coming to my shows, and uh, always being there for me and recording things that I need to record. And, um, and yeah, that's about it. And, um... I wanted to um to ask you to I um I always ask my guests to before we get up out of here um if you had which you've already dropped a lot of jewels that's so uplifting and I really appreciate that but I always ask my guests you know if you had an opportunity to speak to um let's just say a room full of people who were um, being bullied or have been bullied and also um, of people in the room that were inspiring to follow your footsteps as far as playing an instrument or trying to get into the entertainment business in some way and you had an opportunity to speak some words of uplift or encouragement to this particular room full of people what would you say to them? I would say to um, entertain in the entertainment industry wise is to uh, not I always say never look to be discovered. Always discover 
yourself because when you're always looking out for, uh, for other people, you know, always trying to impress other people, you, that's how you're going to burn out. But when you're trying to dig deep and, and do what you love to do and figure yourself out, figure yourself out and find yourself, and also um, whatever you want to do, uh, seek seek knowledge within that, um, like uh, find inspirations and, and and make it your own thing. Um, like I always say that, like wisdom wisdom uh, brings peace. So you'll you'll have a peaceful mind when you know what to expect and and what to do uh, through certain situations in the industry, and that's something that's helped me a lot. But um, with the um, bullying aspect and everything, it's just people always say just to uh, be confident in yourself. But that is true. Like it, that's something that'll get you by is to um, be confident within yourself and find something to put that negative energy towards. Don't put the negative energy towards drugs or, you know, self-harm or anything like that. Just find something to put that negative energy towards that's going to inspire you and others because it's helped me a lot to inspire others and and uh, also receiving support from other people that love my work as well. Absolutely. And let's, um, wow, that, that, that was deep. <laughs> Thank you for that. That was deep. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Joy Black, um, I want to, let, let's put those social platforms out there in ways that people can connect with you, uh, anybody that wants to to try to connect and work with you in any type of way, uh, or they want to, to connect with you in any type of way. Let's put all of the social platforms and ways that people can connect with you out there. Okay, um, I use Instagram the most, so my Instagram is Black Swirls, so B-L-A-C-K-S-W-O-R-L-D. Uh, my Twitter is Joy Black underscore Joy with a Y, and uh, my Facebook fan page is Joy Black, and YouTube is Joy Black as well. Absolutely. Joy, I just want to, again, I have really, really enjoyed myself. You know you're going to have to come back on the show Definitely. again. Definitely. To promote anything that you want to promote or to come back on here and inspire and talk, chop it up, whatever you want to do, whenever you want to come back on this platform, come on back on this platform. Most definitely. I'm, most definitely. I'm going um, to be working on my own, you know, hip hop violin projects as well. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on uh, when, when things will be coming out. Definitely. We definitely will want to uh, help out with that in any kind of way and collaborate on that in any type of way. So, um, again, for me and the Vibe team, I really want to thank you again for blessing our platform with your greatness. And we wishing you more blessings, more success in the future because your future is definitely bright. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for the opportunity to have me on your platform. I had a really great time. I really enjoyed myself. Absolutely. You are very welcome. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Kano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, the one and only electric violinist, Joy Black. We are out of here.